Hello and welcome to the CMEX podcast. My name is Brenda Lee and I'm the communications specialist at CMEX. And as always, I'm joined by Clarissa McCallum, our marketing coordinator. Hello, Clarissa. Hi, Brenda. Well, today for our 2024 kickoff episode, we have a very special guest. We have CMEX's new CEO, Matt McCready. Matt has been with CMEX since 2018 and brings a lifetime of experience in agriculture and also great experience from his time at CMEX. He really has worked in all aspects of our business, and we're so excited to have him with us today. Welcome, Matt. Well, thanks, Brenda, and thanks, Clarissa. It's great to uh, finally get a chance to join you and looking forward to our conversation today. Awesome. Great. I think let's just start, Matt. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get to where you are today as CEO of CMEX and just, just a little bit more about you? Sure, Clarissa. So, um, yeah, I would start by saying I never thought I would be the CEO of CMEX. Let me start with that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I grew up on, on a dairy farm in Ontario in Canada here and um, and really had a passion for agriculture and, and dairy and all kinds of livestock. Um, and that led me to the University of Guelph, where I studied agriculture business and uh, graduated there with a Bachelor of Commerce. Um, and when I finished Guelph, uh, you know, at that time, I was encouraged to, to find a job somewhere. And so I wound up working at uh, Frito-Lay, which is part of PepsiCo Foods. And I did that for about 10 years. It was a great experience, you know, learned a lot about business, a lot about myself and leadership. Um, but at, at a certain point, I realized it was time to move on. And I had the opportunity to join Hendrix Genetics, uh, which is another um, global uh, animal breeding company, not involved in cattle, um, but it was really great to get back into agriculture, um, you know, have a chance to see a bit of the world and, and, and learn about working with different cultures. Uh, and that's really, I did, really where I developed my passion for, for international business. And then in 2018, um, you know, I had the chance to join to join CMEX and and that was to get involved in the Asian business unit or, or the, the business unit responsible for Asia, China and uh, Oceania. And, and I had never worked there in that part of the world before. So it was really interesting to get a chance to do that as well as come back to uh, to dairy and cattle and, and the beef business. So um, that's what led me to CMEX. And I had a great experience uh, getting to know the team in China, working on the business and the challenges we face there. Um, and then over the last five years, have had the chance to take on different responsibilities in our international sales team um, with 2022, uh, the creation of our commercial division and bringing in our embryo business with Bovitech, our marketing team, um, our customer service and distribution team, as well as solutions. And, and really bringing that all together with the sales and the international subsidiaries was a great opportunity for me to take on a bit more responsibility and and really see how how all those customer facing pieces work together uh, in our business and and that led us to um, earlier in 2023 when uh, when Paul decided that it was time for him to to take a new step in his life uh, and in his career and he was planning to retire. Um, you know, I was uh, fortunate to come through the process as the successful successor for for Paul, and and so I started that on January first this year, and uh, and it was a great you know great uh, following the footsteps of a of a legend like Paul Armour, um, but we also had a great transition period to to get me ready and and hit the ground running here in 2024. So you mentioned that your first job was at Frito Lay which probably for most listeners is not an obvious career path to be CMEX's CEO. <laughs> so, yeah. but, but likely a lot of business applications to your current role. So what do you think that job 
taught you or helped get you ready for this job? Well, I'll, I would even back up one more step, Brenda. And, and I think, you know, uh, I'm a farm kid at the end of the day. And growing up on the farm, that was my first job. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's where, you know, as many of our listeners probably uh, grew up on farms as well, you learn about hard work and you learn about um, not stopping until the job is done because no one else is going to come in and do it. And I think that's that kind of you know, work ethic and, and, and growing up in that way is what allowed me to be even a candidate for the job at Frito-Lay um, and really set me up for success there and, and over the course of my career. And once I got to Frito-Lay, you're right. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a big company and and been around for a long time. So it was all about, um, you know, learning about leadership, learning about how to lead teams, um, how to lead teams without being, you know, the most experienced or or the longest tenure person in that team, um, you know, leading from the side, leading, you know, and, and helping others achieve their goals. It's a very performance driven organization. So I also learned a lot about scorecards and and how it feels to be uh, on top of the scorecard on a given month, but also how it feels to be on the bottom of a scorecard. And, and, and that's all about, you know, competition and friendly competition, but, but also about winning and, you know, having objectives, um, building your plan to achieve them and then executing against that plan and just getting out there and getting things done. So it was a great place uh, as a young person to, that had never really been exposed to the corporate world or to big businesses to really learn, um, you know, how they work and and about myself and, and develop some leadership skills there. Absolutely. Um, looking a little bit more to now, what about being the CEO of CMEX was intriguing to you? You said um, that you never really saw yourself as the CEO of CMEX growing up per se. Um, but what was it that made you think that this is something that I want to do and that I can do? Yeah, it's a great question, Clarissa. Um, when I came to CMAX in 2018, you know, I've described it to others as well. It really felt like coming home, um, getting back involved in agriculture in, through Hendrix, and then coming to CMAX and, and and you know just going back onto dairy farms, um, seeing the facilities here that I remember coming to visit as a kid. Uh, you know, in their previous iterations, it really felt like coming home, and so. I was really happy to join CMAX and 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 I and the mission, the vision, the values, they all really resonated with me. So um, you know, it was the right decision for me to join CMAX and, and see this as, you know, the next phase in my career. But what made me take on the challenge or agree to take on the challenge of CEO is really about the people. I mean, we've got a great world-class genetic program um, for our dairy and beef programs. And we've got great infrastructure. It's a wonderful company, but it's also fun. And it's filled with great people who are really passionate about this business, who really want to see our customers succeed. And that means a lot to me. And so when I um, was finally considering the opportunity, um, you know, because it is it was a big decision. Um, but that's what put me over the edge, I think, is the people and the people I get to work with every day. I think that's something that we could all agree with on that one. Working within our teams and with the CMEX family is great. So I know um, that you've been really busy in your time at CMEX and particularly in the past six months and the last month. And I guess I'm wondering, because I've never asked you, what do you do for fun and how do you relax? Because you seem to be somebody that's always on the go. 
Yeah, uh, you're right. The last little period of time has been has been challenging as as we come through the transition, and and unfortunately for us, it's also when we do our budget our budget process, uh, which is quite intense, and and we've been working on a new strategic plan to guide the next phase of CMAX development. Um, but you know, I I've got a family. I've got uh, my wife and three kids at home, and and what I mostly do for fun is hang out with them. Um, we've got two teenage daughters and a son that's getting closer every day to being a teenager as well. And, and so they've all got their unique personalities and things they're interested in. And it's really great for me to just be part of their lives and, and spend time with them. And, and they're really fun. Um, so I have a lot of fun doing that. You know, for personal time, when when I try to relax, I actually like to work when I relax. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like to I like to do things with my hands. So I like to uh, we have an old home. I like to be part of renovating that. Um, we do that on our own. Um, I like to do woodworking and, and build models and things like that. And and I find it really relaxing, but also productive. And I can see the results of that at the end of the day. Um, you know, which is a good combination because it is it is still I feel like I'm getting stuff done, which is a big driver for me. But uh, I also I do find it relaxing and and a way to kind of, you know, let go a little bit and and, and think about other things. Yeah. And the satisfaction of a finished project. Yeah, absolutely. The before and after pictures. Yeah, it just makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. You can make yourself uh, you can make yourself a true model cow to go in your new office then. Yeah, I, I sh that's a good idea. I should try that. I should try and take up carving, wood carving. Whittling. Whittling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Would that be your secret talent or is there anything else that's a secret talent that we should all know about you that would be a fun fact? Uh, you know, I, I would say as a secret talent, I don't know if it's a secret, Clarissa, but for some reason I am just can just stay calm. Um, you know, when when something goes wrong, whether that's in the business or, or in our lives or, you know, for some reason, I've always just been a very calm person. And and I think that has helped me a lot over the years, um, because a lot of times whenever those situations come up, there's not a lot we can do about it. It's something that has happened. And and so you can't focus on that. But, you know, what I try to do is is think about, okay, what next? You know, what's our reaction? How do we respond to, to whatever's just happened? And so I think that's really helped me in my personal life and my career um, that I go, don't get too worked up about, you know, what's gone wrong or, or what's happening to us, but more think about, you know, how can we take control of the situation? How can we respond? You know, what are our next steps? So I don't know if it's a secret, you know, secret talent or a secret power, but um, I think it's something that, you know, has just been with me my entire life, it seems, that uh, that has helped me and helped me develop as a person and a leader. That's definitely a superpower right there. Mm -hmm. The ability to stay calm, for sure. So in business and in our personal lives, we're readers. We do a lot of reading. What do you think are three books that you would recommend to a new staff member or somebody, you know, working in the field or a client of ours that you think have been impactful in your life? This this is a this is a tough question, Brenda. Um, I like to read. I really do like to read. I don't probably spend as much time reading as as I used to and as I would like to. And you know, there's so many great business books. Um, if you're talking about business and career development, I mean, it's like a new ones out there every day. 
One of the books that really stuck with me is a book called Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's about um, you know how we process information, how our brains work. Um, it's a little bit of psychology, but it, but it's it's not too too tough in that way. Um, but things like bias and preferences and loss aversion and how we make decisions and when we should just trust our gut and when we should say, you know what, I need to take a little bit more time to process this to come to a great uh, answer or decision. So that's one that I really enjoyed. Uh, I read it. I don't know, probably 10 years ago. Um, but it's one that, you know, if you're interested in decision making or how people think, how people make decisions, how you make decisions um, and how your brain works, I think that's a really cool one. Um, and it's accessible. I mean, anybody can read that book. You don't have to be interested in psychology to really dig into it and get benefit from it. Um, if I have to recommend three, I would say for a second one, it really depends on your your career or your stage of life and what you're interested in. You know, um, I think from a business standpoint, if you're leading a team or if you're doing, you know, product innovation or something like that, um, you know, the book, the book Blue Ocean Strategy is a great one and about, you know, how to manage and think about competition and how to grow a business or a product line. Um, and not get into that red ocean that's super competitive, but look for new spaces, look for adjacencies and, and ways to unlock potential. Um, you know, I think that's a great one. Uh, I also think people should balance their reading and have a, a mixed diet of reading similar to our nutrition. Um, you know, so I don't think you should spend all your time reading business books. I think, um, you know, maybe something about uh, philosophy or or I like stoicism. So, you know, something along those lines. And, and maybe that relates to my calm nature where, you know, you can you can you can read some things that can help you manage through stressful situations and in times in your life. And for a third one, I would say read something fiction. Um, pick something that is an escape, you know, that can help you relax. And I know not everyone loves reading, but there is always something out there that you can pick up that you're like, man, this is pretty cool. And, and, um, and I read a fiction book all, all times uh, and not every night, but almost every night before I go to bed, I read a fiction book to stop the brain from thinking about, you know, genetics and markets and what trade restrictions are we going to have next? Um, but I, I think pick something that you enjoy and, and pick a fiction book as a third book to read. Mm -hmm, for sure. Controversial question. Are you a Kindle reader or do you need a hardcover book? I am a hardcover, you know, paper book reader. I have mm -hmm. tried digital Kindle. I've tried reading on tablets and, um, and it doesn't work for me. And the other thing and the other reason, I guess, is when I read at night, I don't want to be reading on a screen. So I spend a lot of time behind the screen, as many of us do, and uh, and I don't bring my phone uh, with me when I go to bed. But uh, but I do like to read a paper copy of a, of a book uh, before I finally drift off to sleep. Same way. I just can't. Uh, I, I feel like I don't pay as close attention when it's on my Kindle or my iPad or something like that. Like I need the hardcover book, the smell of the paper. There's something about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And reading, I agree, reading digital. And then it's like, wait a minute, am I reading that? Or what did I just read? And I have to go back and read it again. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. And probably and this, I didn't really know that this was a thing until, you know, a few years ago, 
Apple released the president's playlist of oh. things that the president was listening to. Okay. So I guess I want to know what's on Matt McCready's playlist. This is, you know what? No one has ever asked me that. Um, <laughs> so, and it may shock you. My playlist is varied. Uh, so I listen to, so I, I grew up listening to, you know, uh, quite a bit of country music. My older brother was really into rock, like pretty hard rock. And so I listened to a lot of that as well. Um, and over time, my tastes have changed a little bit. So I probably got away from country music and, and was listening to, you know, as a teenager, a bit of hip hop and things like that. Um, but I'm, I, over the last period of time, probably listening to quite a bit more rock Um but, you know, since coming back to CMAX and, and, and working with some of our partners uh, who are involved in, in country music, I started to rediscover country music. And uh, partly because I didn't want to sound dumb when, you know, they asked about some, some of those questions over dinner. But, but I have really fallen back in love with country music and, um, and probably a little bit on the edgier side, like the, you know, the more kind of rock country uh, you know, outlaws and rebels kind of stuff. But, um, but there's a lot of country music in my playlist now. And the other thing is I like classical music. Um, and I find it relaxing and also motivating. Um, mm -hmm. and I find it has a really rich sound to it. Um, and there's, uh, there's an artist, um, and I'm going to draw a blank on his name, but his first name is Josh and he's a violinist who plays, modern music like hip-hop or rock songs with only a violin mm -hmm. and it's incredible and it's really cool to listen to and and how he's able to you know you know you know the song that you're listening to but it's only with a violin so it's really cool so you know my 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 playlist is varied um you know i would say i'll listen to just about anything i love music and in all forms of music that's great and somebody for us to all look up acoustic music is beautiful yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Great really to put is. on in the background too when you're working. It's you yeah, don't absolutely. really get so much into the lyrics. You just listen more to the song. Yeah. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit, but still um asking about you, Matt. What um what motivates you to get going in the morning? What gets you up? Yeah, you know, that that is something that I I haven't always been like this. So there was, you know, and maybe it's just because I was a teenager or, or early, you know, I, I didn't get up early and I, and I didn't, I like to sleep. Um, but now, you know, I, I think my outlook on life has changed quite a bit. And, and I think life is for living and, and it probably doesn't surprise you that I like to get things done, um, which is good, but, but I like to do that in my personal life too. And whether that's, you know, getting up for, for work every day, which I find very motivating, um, you know, supporting our team and, and helping people get things done that are important to them or going for a ride on my bike on the weekend or or a run in the morning before coming into work. Um, you know, I find that really motivating and, and it's easy for me now uh, to get up and, and get on with the day or it's, you know, getting ready for a day with my family. And if that's on the weekend and, you know, we've got something on the agenda, you know, um, that's what gets me up in the morning is I think life's for the living and, and, you know, we've got to get up and get at it and do something, enjoy your life and uh, take advantage of every day. Cause it, it is a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great advice there. So also more of a business question, you know, looking forward, what, what at CMEX are we focusing on in the next six months or five years that we want our staff and our clients to be looking out for? 
Yeah, so so this is also a great question, Brenda. Um, CMEX is a, is a great organization and, and we've been super successful over the last 50 years of our development. And, and I think that's going to continue. You know, um, we've got, as I mentioned, a really robust genetic program, um, which is table stakes in this business. And, and so I feel really confident in that. Um, as we think about the next year and, and the coming year and the coming couple of years, you know, we need to ensure that we're out there and evolving with our customers. So as our customers needs change, you know, we need to be right there with them or anticipating what those needs would be in the future. And I see that as genetics, absolutely, um, but also helping those customers get the most out of those genetics. So, you know, what are the additional value we can bring? Is that cow monitoring solutions? Is that um, you know, genomic testing to understand really the genetic profile of their herds. Is it uh, consultation? You know, is it working with a partner like the Milk Group and bringing um, and bringing farm management software to them? So, you know, that's the kind of thing that we know is going to grow our business as CMEX. We know it's also going to grow our our semen business and our embryo business, but it helps our customers. And so that's what we're focused on. Um, yeah, is really making sure that we're doing the right things to be relevant and adding value to customers every day. And that's not going to change. You know, we need to continue to focus on that. Yeah, um, I, I do want to ask, since um, a lot of our staff have um, had the majority of their career, if not their entire career, under Paul's leadership as CEO, so there may be some wondering what what's going to change or what... Um, what will stay the same under your leadership as opposed to under Paul's? That's like a loaded question. <laughs> it's day 25 as, uh, as CEO. So, uh, hey, you know, Paul has been a tremendous leader and and, um, and and done an amazing job guiding this company over the last 17 years as CEO. And and as I mentioned, CMEX is a great company. Um, and so for me, there's not a lot is going to change. Nobody should be expecting a dramatic left turn here in the next mm -hmm. few weeks. Um, we're on a great course, and, and so I don't expect that that to change. The one thing that I would say will stay the same, and I know it's a, it was been a value of of Paul's and and, and as of CMEX is the people. And I mentioned that's the reason I a big part of the reason I agreed to take on this role. But for me, you know, I really believe that you know people are the the cornerstone of our success, and and we need great people who are passionate about their role at CMEX. Um, we could have you know the number one sire in the world or the most amazing technology from from Bovatech. But unless we have a great team that, you know, cares for that sire every day, uh, is on the is on the production floor, you know, collecting the bull and then processing the semen and, or working in QC or, you know, part of our distribution team that deals with the challenges of, of freight and, and trade restrictions and, and governments being a pain, um, you know, marketing or talent, like the list goes on and on. But unless we have that great team of people who are really passionate about the role that they have to play with CMAX uh, in their in, in their career at CMAX, um, you know, we'll go nowhere. So for me, you know, what stays the same uh, with me taking over from Paul for sure is that people are are the, a big part of the reason why we're successful, and and that's going to continue um, for as long as I'm around. That's for sure. For sure. Well, so twenty five days in. <laughs> what what do you think you're looking forward to in the most 
the the most in the next 12 months your first year what what do you think is going to be one of your you know big accomplishments or something that a date that you're looking forward to or anything like that yeah so so in 2024 we're going to celebrate 50 years of cmax um you know and we've got a lot of partnerships that are they're celebrating anniversaries this year as well um, Tirana, the AI center in Brazil, that's part of CMAX is celebrating 50 years. So I think we've got a lot this year to celebrate. Um, we've got a great successful organization and we're going to bring some people together to, to celebrate that, uh, later this year. So I'm looking forward to that from, you know, a CEO or a leader standpoint, I think about the five really short years that I've been at CMAX and how different things are today than they were when I joined. And, you know, our whole world has gone through a tremendous amount of change in the last three or four years, five years. So it's so hard to know what the future is going to hold. And and that creates some uncertainty. But to me, that's exciting. Um, You know, we don't know what's around the corner. We've got a great strategic plan that's in development to guide our development over the next three or four years. Um, which I think are the right things to work on. And I'm excited to see that come come into the into execution phase here in the next period of time. Um, but we don't know what the future holds. What I do know is that, again, that team, you know, we've got the the people, the right people focused on doing their best to help CMAX and Bovitech achieve their goals. And for me, you know, I know they're ready to tackle whatever comes our way. And that's what's the most exciting thing for me is that, you know, we're going to we're going to take on the world and we're going to challenge things and we're going to achieve it together. And that's what makes me excited about the future for seniors. Well, that makes me excited to be, you know, on board and, you know, working Mm -hmm. under your leadership, Matt. So thank you for that. So we really appreciate your time. We know that you're very busy and lots of things going on, um, but I think it's important that, you know, we have this opportunity to get our listeners knowing you a little bit better, um, whether they're, you know, part of our team uh, worldwide or a client or, you know, just interested industry persons who may haven't met you yet. So thank you for your time and I hope you'll come back. Yeah, my pleasure, Brenda. And, and and I've had a chance to meet, you know, a good portion of the CMX team, but I'm really looking forward to uh, to meeting the rest of, of them as soon as possible. And I've got a busy agenda to get out and, and tour around and, and visit some of our other companies this year. So um, it was great to join you today and I would happily come back anytime. Perfect. Thank you. If you like this podcast, give us a four-star review. It really helps others find the show and learn more about CMEX, our people, our programs, and our services. See you in the next episode.